Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new podcast feed here on the CBCS Podcast Network. This is Mr. Jasper, happy to introduce a new class project that has been headed up by our high school English teacher, Mr. Montez. This project, this podcast, this feed is called Voices of Virtue. And I am sitting here now in the podcast studio with Mr. Montez. Happy to be with you and to have this conversation as we introduce what this podcast is, what inspired it, what audiences can expect from it, and so forth. So first of all, Mr. Montez, thank you for being here. Yeah, I love uh, being a part of this process. And yeah, thanks for asking me to come in here and do this little intro episode for the podcast. Absolutely. I'm excited to have you in here. It's going to be awesome. Let's just start. uh, I start this way with everybody. Just can you introduce yourself to the audience for people that may not know you? Who are you? What do you do? Where'd you come from? How'd you get involved in education? How did you find your way to CVCS? Any of the any of those things? Sure, sure. Um, so I'm Mr. Montez. Uh, this is my third year at CVCS, my seventh year teaching. Um, I'm originally from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and that's where I started teaching in the Florida public school system. Um, I actually got my undergrad degree in communications um, and I had a a job lined up after college to um, actually work in Nicaragua with with a a service organization there during my my last semester of college. um, I went on a a service trip that my school put on. I actually got to lead the trip to Nicaragua and um, we were focusing on education so we went into different communities and we were like doing little english workshops and so um by the end of the trip the organization offered me a job um, to come back after i graduated and to help lead other groups of students on on trips so i went home and prayed about it and accepted the job and but i still had to finish up school Mm -hmm. so um (laughs) When time came to graduate, um, crazy story, the, the organization just ghosted me. They, oh yeah, they stopped <laughs> responding to my emails. They stopped responding to my calls. I even hit them up on Facebook and just nothing. And oh I was, you know, my lease was ending in my apartment. Um, I was graduating from school. I was supposed to be buying flights to go move to Nicaragua, and I just did not hear back. So I gave myself a date and I said, by this date, if I don't hear back, I'm going to take that as a closed door and I'm you know, yeah. going to have to figure something else out. My goodness. Um, so that date came and <laughs> passed and uh, I still to this day have not heard back from them. I don't know what happened with that whole process. <laughs> Do you still reach out from time to time? No. You know, just <laughs> I, I still uh, continue to bug them. But, um, but no, it was a total God thing because yeah. I, yeah, I ended up just Googling, what can you do with a communications degree? That was what my undergrad was in. <laughs> and teaching popped up on one of the lists that I read. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? I've, I've always been a fan of um, English. It's always been a strong subject of mine. So what would it look like? So I just applied to a bunch of schools. I didn't have a degree yet. I didn't even have a credential or anything, but I just applied to a bunch of schools for either English positions or communication positions with speech, debate. And yeah, surprisingly, I had a couple interviews and um, again, a total God thing. I got to share my testimony at um, the first in-person interview that I had with uh, the vice principal of a school in Palm Beach County, Florida. 
public school. And after hearing my testimony, um, she hired me on the spot and just said, you know, you don't have a credential, you don't have a degree in English, but we're going to take a chance on you. And here's what you need to do in order to become an official teacher. And um, so it, I just stumbled into it. And now looking back, I can definitely see God's hand in all of it. Um, So yeah, long story, but I, Ended up in teaching, was super overwhelmed my first year, had no idea what I was doing. Oh, that's all of us, right? Like, (laughs) Never done lesson plans, never, yeah, yeah, it was crazy. But yeah, God's God's hand was in it all. I moved to California in 2017 and started working at a small private school, but was really unhappy there. The Mm -hmm. culture of the school wasn't, um, didn't really fit with my beliefs, my values, and what, Mm I wanted in a job and in a place to contribute to. And so thankfully I found CVCS and it's been incredible. That's awesome. I had no idea that it came down, like you said, to a Google search. Oh yeah. That's hilarious. I was desperate. I didn't know, do I renew my lease? Do I, and yeah, Google pointed me in the right direction. It's it's good you had that problem back then because I just typed in, what do you do with a communications degree (laughs) to chat GPT? And teaching is not among the 12 things that it gave me. Can you like give me a couple uh, options there? What could I be doing instead? Number one, it said public relations specialist. Mm -hmm. Um, Then we've got marketing coordinator, social media manager, or marketing research analyst. So even more uh, evidence that it was God just said. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. God had to have screwed with the Google yeah. algorithm to like put that in front of you or something. No. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> this is great content and exactly what our audience came to hear. Exactly. Tell us about Voices of Virtue. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, the project itself, this is... Uh, tell me if this is a new project or not, it, wh- or whether just the podcast aspect of it is new or not. Talk to me um, about what students had to do specifically, what were they assigned, and, and so forth. So tell me all about it. Yeah. So um, I get to teach freshmen and seniors here at CBCS, and so this assignment, this is part of our senior curriculum. Uh, this is the second year that um, we've kind of been implementing our curriculum in this way centered around Karen Swallow Pryor's book on reading well. And the book really gives this argument that finding the good life, um, eudaimonia, the Greek word, which we would translate to human flourishing and in a, in a Christian lens, how to best glorify God and love people. And so this idea of flourishing, she argues, comes from reading great books. Mm. And she says that through specifically reading fiction, that you can learn virtue. She defines wow. virtue as moral excellence. Um, and then each chapter of the book, she introduces a new virtue and pairs it with Uh, a work of fiction and how Mm -hmm. through reading that book and by observing and maybe thinking about the lives and decisions that these characters make, that it can teach us examples of what to do or what not to do. Um, So I've loved this book. I've loved teaching this book. Um, And I want to give a special shout out to Mr. Mark Robertson, because he's the one who Oh, introduced the book to me, and he's the one who suggested that this book be a part of our curriculum. And when he first suggested it to me, I was a little apprehensive because it's mm-hmm. a it's not an easy read. It's mm-hmm. more of a college level book. The author, again, she's brilliant, and 
sometimes the way that she writes can be challenging sure. at, a, at a first read. So I was a little apprehensive about introducing it to our students, just thinking that we'd be met with a lot of resistance. But yeah. And we were. And sure. we were at first. <laughs> sure. um, but once they actually start to understand the heart of the book, it won almost all of them over, which was uh, really encouraging uh, for us as teachers, but also just um, encouraging for the students to learn about virtue, to learn about things like prudence and temperance, justice, courage, diligence, patience, kindness, to be exposed to these words that we are all probably familiar with, but have been exposed to it in different contexts. So getting to see it first from a Christian worldview, but also just as it relates to literature. So it's been a, a huge blessing to be able to go through this book, to have it as the core of our curriculum, and yet yeah, to just to teach the students and to encourage them to strive to live lives of virtue to find the good life. And so originally I had this last year as just an argumentative essay. So mm -hmm. they had to um, pick a virtue out of the nine at that time that we had studied and argue why that virtue was the most essential to finding mm -hmm. the good life. Sure. So if you were only going to devote your life to trying to cultivate one of these virtues, which one would you pick? Gotcha. So this used to be an essay. You've decided this year, though, to do a podcast instead of that essay. Walk us through your decision to make it a podcast instead of an essay. What was behind that? Most of it, I was really excited that we had this podcast studio that was built over the summer. And I just really wanted to make use and make opportunity um, of the podcast, especially in the last you know two and a half years since we've been shifting to more of a, I guess, student-centered, discussion-based yeah. pedagogy, especially in English and the humanities, I just thought this would be a really good opportunity to give students more of a voice. Literally, a right? Voice. I mean, that's yeah. kind of true. Because specifically in English, we really try to focus on reading, writing, speaking, and listening, and really to do each of those things, you need to be able to think. So to read well, to yeah. write well, to speak well, to listen well, you need to be able to think well. And writing is a great medium to be able to express yourself, but it is also, I think, a little limiting in some aspect sure. to form and content and for most students, even their ability or their confidence to be able to write. So I think with something like a podcast, it just opens up more opportunities. I think maybe more flexibility for a sure. student to share some things that maybe they hadn't even originally planned, but they thought of on the spot. And for this particular podcast, because they had partners, um, each student had a partner, they got to feed off of and build off yeah, of their absolutely. partner, which we probably wouldn't mm -hmm. have been able to see your experience in just a written essay. Right. No, absolutely. And I love that, like, I mean, in, in my experience, I, I've facilitated some podcasts in uh, some different classes now. And a lot of the inspiration behind a lot of the podcasts we do are to replace essays, like mm -hmm. kind of as just to put it bluntly. And the truth is, like, there is still, though, to their credit, there is still writing involved in, in podcasting. For sure. And whether that be scripting or outlining, I think mm -hmm. especially. But it's more of a, um, certainly more of like an editorial 
spin on writing, if that makes sense. And mm-hmm. it's a different it's a different kind of writing muscle specifically that students get to exercise doing this than sort of a typical essay. Yeah, and with argument, the the essential elements were still present. They still needed to That's make right. claims. They needed to defend those claims with evidence and reasoning. So the the core. Um, was still there. They just get sure. to, you know, express it in, in a different way. Yeah. So when you were deciding to do a podcast and you just walked us through the reason why, but what did you kind of expect with this new format as you were sort of embarking on it? And the way I mean that is what did you hope doing a podcast would sort of unlock for your students? And also on the other side, like, did you have any particular like hesitations or, or fears about doing a podcast that would not be present if he had just kept doing a, an essay. So what were like those thoughts and expectations about deciding to do a podcast? Well, I, I guess I'll start with the hesitations or the, um, yeah, the hesitations. I think for some students who maybe are on the shyer side or who, um, like for who English isn't their first language, it can be challenging. I mean, even now sitting here with this mic in front of my face, it can be a little intimidating. Sure. Um, you feel the pressure of not wanting to mess up or, of, yeah. you know, maybe I'm going to be um, exposed to a larger audience now because this is a podcast rather than a paper that only my teacher is going to read. So right. that adds more pressure. So I was just, uh, you know, a little concerned about some of those students and how they might receive something like this. Um if they would feel intimidated, if that would cause them to shut down or to be anxious. But as a whole, um, I think the students were encouraged, um, even those shy students were encouraged by their ability to overcome and by what they were able to produce um, as a result of, you know, persevering or or just doing something that's a little out of their comfort zone. But with my expectations, I guess what I really wanted was what I was hoping would come out of this is just more dialogue, more conversations, more discourse. And I really didn't want the students to sit down, each have their script, read their script, and then move on. I really wanted a conversation. I wanted some back and forth dialogue where a student posed an idea or a claim and another student maybe considered what they had to say and agreed with it or challenged it. And for the most part, we really got to see that. And that was encouraging. Probably one of my favorite things about doing the podcast and getting to, to listen to them are the students who change their minds. And at yeah. the end of the podcast, when they were summing up their thoughts, they said, you know, um, I came in here thinking that, you know, temperance was the most essential virtue to finding a good life. But now after sitting here and talking to you, my mind has changed mm-hmm. and I see the value of diligence or, sure. you know, whatever the virtues were. Sure. Yeah. You've listened to the work that your students have made. You've listened to all of their episodes mm-hmm. ahead of time. They'll be coming out to our audience, you know, over the next few weeks. How do you feel like they did? And throughout this process, what do you feel like your students ultimately really excelled at? And what were areas where you felt like maybe they they struggled? Yeah, I think I think they definitely learned. And that was a, a huge, you know, win for me, um, knowing that the goals that we have for our English classes in general were also true to the goals of this podcast. So the reading, writing, speaking, and listening were all a part of this podcast. You know, they had to 
read the book that we're yeah. going through in order to be informed on these virtues. And they needed to write their notes. Um, some of them chose to write a script. Some of them just chose to write some you know, bullet points or an outline. Um, they had to share their thoughts verbally. They had to speak and they had to carefully listen to each other sure. in order to weigh and consider these claims. And so the fact that they were able to do those things and for, you know, the most part, they did them really well. And I was proud of um, how these podcasts came out. I definitely think that the students gained a, a deeper understanding of not just their virtues or their partner's virtues, but just the whole process and the idea of, of striving for the good life, of trying to um, experience this eudaimonia, this human flourishing as an individual, but also as a society. And so, yeah, I was, I was happy with the outcome. Um, there's one in particular. I won't tell you which podcast it is. I'll wait for you listeners to figure it out, to discover <laughs> it on your own. But there is one podcast where a student was sharing. He actually stopped mid-podcast gave an apology um, saying, you know, sorry, Mr. Montez, but when you first assigned this book, I thought it was trash and I was oh, not wow. feeling it. But <laughs> now he's like, now it's changed my worldview. And oh, now wow. I think, um, uh, you know, he says a quote in there that, man, I think everyone should read this dang book because, <laughs> you know, it's impacted him That's so awesome. much. And so, yeah, I, I consider <clears throat> like that alone a win for this whole experience. That's incredible. Maybe that gets to this next question a little bit in some ways. But as a teacher, what have you learned by assigning and facilitating this project? And when I ask this, I'm kind of thinking about you as a professional you have a workflow, you have a, a, a philosophy of education in some sense, every teacher does. And I, I'm, I'm curious, how has that been affected or changed by this project going on? Yeah, I think um, in the field of education specifically, that things are always changing um, because yeah. people are always changing and societies are always changing. And so I think that we need to, um, as teachers, be able to adapt and adjust. We need to be able to take risks and try new things. And students, the way that they're learning um, is also changing too. So I think yeah. being able to keep up with those changes is really important. Um, nobody likes to sit and just be lectured at and sure. hear information, but rather giving the students an opportunity to explore and to discover their their own interests or even uh, their own conclusions about certain topics yeah. is really important. It gives them more ownership, more autonomy, and it challenges them in their way of thinking, whereas just standing up at the board and giving information that students are likely going to forget, sure. um, you lose something in that. Yeah. And so I think in, you know, in doing something like a podcast or just being able to take one assignment and change the modality of it to something else, it, you know, keeps me fresh, keeps me on my toes, and then also just makes me thinking, okay, well, what else can I do? What other areas of my instruction can I adapt or change? Yeah, totally. Uh, kind of a quick, simple question. If you had the opportunity to do this project again, say next year, are you doing a podcast again? Is this experience, do you feel like been worthwhile and, and, and worth the student's time? Definitely, definitely. I think um, looking back, I'm just making some notes for myself on things that maybe I would change in the way that I presented it or in some of the parameters that I put around 
the assignment. Um, but overall, for sure, this is something that I'm planning on, you know, adding and keeping as part of the curriculum. Perfect. That's awesome. Uh, in wrapping up, I've got two last questions for you, kind of turning our focus uh, away from the project itself and the thought process behind it and turning the focus now to our audience, listening even to this introductory episode. First question is, what can the audience expect when they listen now to the students' episodes that are going to be coming out after this one? And in other words, basically, how do students format their episodes? And yeah, what can the audience kind of just expect going into these episodes? Yeah, each um, each pair was tasked with creating a title for their episode. And so they'll, you know, introduce that. Um, they'll introduce themselves. They'll introduce the book that um, these virtues have stemmed from on Reading Well, again, by Karen Swallow Pryor. Um, and then they'll just kind of break down. Some of them chose to give a little bit more of a, a detailed introduction where they give some background where they explain what virtue is, where they explain what the book is really about before jumping into their specific virtues. But you'll hear uh, a, a back and forth dialogue where these students present their claims. They share what their virtue is, why they think that virtue is important. They'll use some definitions from the book as well as some uh, outside sources as evidence to support their ideas and claims and some of these sources I've provided that we've discussed in class, some of them they've just searched on their own. And then they spend some time at the end just reflecting on their thoughts and that process. Um, and like I shared a little earlier, some of them ended up changing their minds um, on which right, virtue yeah. they thought was most essential. So it's a, it's a good little reflection, wrap up, summary at the end. Oh, that's awesome. I'm looking forward to hearing them. As we sign off here today, what is your send-off to the audience? And maybe feel free to speak on behalf of the students as well. As they start listening to their episodes, what do you hope the audience gets out of listening? Yeah, well, I, I guess first off, I just want to say if you are a part of this CVCS community um, and you know these students, um, just encourage them and congratulate them. This was... Um, you know, a big task. And for a lot of them, it was something that was really outside of their comfort zone. Um, and I think they were able to accomplish some really great things. And so first off, just congratulating those students for, you know, being published, yeah. for doing oh, something yeah. that, you know, is going to be able to reach um, a large audience. Uh, yeah. potentially. Global. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's encouraging and that's exciting. But also I hope that um, the audience, whoever hears these podcasts, I hope that they gain an appreciation for living lives of virtue, for mm. striving to attain the good life, to contribute to not just their own flourishing, but to the flourishing of society for um, furthering God's kingdom here on earth, for loving him, uh, for learning how to be better lovers of God and better lovers of people through, you know, attaining these virtues. So, yeah. yeah. That's wonderful. And that's a wonderful w uh, place, I think, to leave off and mm -hmm. to now send the audience into those student episodes. Thank you again, Mr. Montez, for yes, joining me today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. It's been a ton of fun. And I want to thank you for listening, audience. Uh, thank you for joining us again on the CVCS Podcast Network. We look forward to you hearing the episodes of Voices of Virtue coming from our students on this feed in the coming days and weeks. Hope you enjoy them and listen to our other shows as always. We have plenty of shows coming out 
every week of school from across the network on multiple feeds. So thank you, thank you, thank you, and have a great rest of your day. This episode has been a production of the Capistrano Valley Christian Schools Podcast Network. Capistrano Valley Christian Schools is a Christian JK-12 school in San Juan Capistrano, California. Be sure to check out, subscribe to, and leave a review of this show and the other shows on our network on your podcast player of choice. Doing so supports the school community in a multitude of ways. For more information about the CVCS Podcast Network or any of our other shows, check out cvcs.org or email podcasts at cvcs.org. On behalf of the whole network, this is Mr. Jasper saying thank you again for listening and stay tuned for more.